What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I am your host, Clayton. And on today's episode, we are going to get into the world of meditation. And you're probably, when I say meditation, you're probably only thinking about half of it. Because there's a whole nother half that people don't actually talk about. But more than that in a second, I also want to bring up something that's really cool about mushrooms and our state of affairs in America. And I also want to encourage you guys that there is a Telegram group. So please click the link. If you're on IG, click the link in my bio. If you are listening to the podcast, click the master link down below. Join the Telegram group. I finally figured out how I can get people to message. There was a whole ordeal where people weren't able to message and it was just a broadcast channel. But now we have unlocked the next level and you are able to chat. So the chat has started blowing up and I love it. I'm grateful for you guys. So go do that right now. And now that you're back, because I know you paused the episode so that you could come back to listening to me and my beautiful voice. Now that you're back, let's talk about meditation. Should we talk about meditation or the mushrooms? Hmm. Let's go with meditation. That feels more right. So I started this off by telling you that you might only be listening to half of the reality. A lot of people, whenever we hear meditation, we think about meditation, we tend to only think about what is going on inside of us, our, inside our body, what is happening, what are the feelings that we're feeling, where is the energy stored, where are we maybe blocking ourselves? And I'm here to tell you that that's only half the picture. And maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't, but the other half is actually the external world. So let me take a step back and actually give you some terminology that you can use whenever understanding this. So the classical way we discuss meditation, you think about a Buddhist monk, you think about some sort of person kind of just sitting in a room, probably cross-legged with their fingers, you know, in a nice shape. And what this actually is, is called an introceptive practice. So when you think of eyes closed, when you're focusing on your internal world, this is an introceptive meditation practice. And where it gets interesting, where nobody actually puts, in my opinion, a lot of effort into, is the extrocept- extroceptive, so the external world. That is paying attention to the things that go on around you. And it is my current understanding, I'm open to being wrong about this, but my current understanding is that a lot of people, when you get trapped in your brain, when you get trapped in the incessant thoughts that you have, people tell you to just push out the thoughts. And it's sometimes not that easy unless you have a deep introceptive practice. But where this gets a little bit crazier is that you can do the same thing by then having an extroceptive, extroceptive, that word is going to be difficult for me, having a deep extroceptive practice, which is essentially focusing on the outside world. You can focus on a specific object, which is what I would recommend. Trees, anything in nature is really the best way to go about this. Flowers are incredible. I mean, you can even do it with a microphone. You can do it with your, I actually don't do it with your phone. I was about to say do it with your phone, but probably shouldn't do that. But you can do it with a microphone. You can do it with anything in the external world. And the idea is to become so present with that object that you notice every little thing about it. And I promise you, you will see things that you had never seen before. 
there is a way, and I'm not going to get into it into this, but you can actually put yourself in the, let's say, conscious state of that item. Whether it's a tree, a microphone, a light, whatever you have, some of them are going to be a little bit more exciting than others. But the key point that I just want to give you guys to take away from in this is the intro versus extra receptive nature when it comes to meditation. This is also something meditation that I want to talk about more and more frequently. And extra receptive versus intro receptive was something that really just came into my awareness. I had always kind of known of it, but it just came into my awareness recently. And so that's why I wanted to share it with you guys. So I will have more conversations about meditation as we move forward. I also want to take a time to promote my 999 meditation challenge. So if anyone has an audience with applause, let's let's get their applause going in the background. Woo! Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> so the 999 meditation challenge is going to be me releasing over a 9-day period, 9 meditations that are 9 minutes long. And the goal of this is to help you become more in tune with who you are. All of the practices that I'll be releasing are introceptive. It is a good way to start. It is a good practice to start. You could very well go extraceptive, but the meditations will be introceptive. If you're on IG, the link is there. So go ahead, click my link in my bio. You can sign up. It's completely free. No cost whatsoever to you. All it costs is nine minutes of your day. I will also then be going live in the Telegram group. I'll actually be setting up a different Telegram group. I'll send you an email about it. I'll be going live daily from 5.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single day during that 9-9 challenge, 9-9-9 challenge. Forgot how many nines there were. (laughs) And then I apologize for the little one. She's getting a little active. So she's, she's a big fan of meditating. And so she wants to have her say in it, but I'm just going to push through with what we're talking about, which is the only day that I will not be available for the going live is on Thanksgiving. I know it's not the most ideal time to go about this, but honestly, you're going to have a great practice after this. And here's the deal. You really don't need to meditate every single day. Like most people or a lot of people believe the whole goal is just consistency. If at the end of the day, if you do this 999 challenge and afterwards you only meditate one time per month, that's cool. That's completely okay. The whole goal is just consistency because even that little consistent practice will go a long way. And it really doesn't have to be that long either. Studies have shown that it can actually be as little as three minutes, but we're going to do nine minutes for the challenge to get you guys comfortable with yourself. And so if you can do it for nine minutes, three minutes will just become even easier. So If you're listening to the podcast, go down to the link below. I believe it'll probably be my master link that you could click. I'll try to also remember to post it separately. I kind of do this little copy and paste thing whenever I throw in my links. So if I forget, I apologize. It'll definitely be in the master link. If you're on IG, link in the bio. If you're on YouTube, it's also going to be the master link for you as well. So that's it for the meditation today, but we are going to talk about the cool thing with mushrooms in the state of affair that we have going on. And what that is, is that in Colorado, the midterms were the other day and they voted on whether or not mushrooms should be decriminalized in the state of Colorado. And survey says 
that they are now decriminalized in the state of Colorado. How cool is that? Colorado is now the second state to actually have decriminalized magic mushrooms. And I guess it would technically be psilocybin that they're decriminalizing. I hope that in the bills, they don't actually write magic mushrooms are decriminalized <laughs> because that won't help at all. And hopefully it actually says that psilocybin, the active compound is now a legal or decriminalized chemical compound. I guess that's what they would want to write. Hopefully they didn't actually just write magic mushrooms, but it's interesting because there's a lot of people who don't even know that psilocybin is the active component in magic mushrooms. I don't know if that's a big deal or not, but that's something that I've found interesting whenever discussing psilocybin and these things with people. Cause I tell people that I did psilocybin therapy and it goes over the head. They're like, I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, oh, magic mushrooms. I'm like, Oh, okay. And it's like this like weird little, I don't know. It's interesting. So not a lot of people know it's psilocybin, but psilocybin is the active compound in magic mushrooms decriminalized in Colorado. And within the next two years, I believe that they will have options to actually add more plant. What was it? I'm going off the top of my head now. So I apologize if this information is slightly off. Please do your own research on this because I am kind of blanking a little bit, but I believe in two years, 2026, they will actually be able to investigate other plant compounds to become decriminalized in Colorado as well. Please verify that part, but I am 99% sure that that's accurate. Whew. So now we're going to jump into the IG live Q and a, see what questions you guys have while I am scrolling through this. I first want to mention that please go check out the telegram. Please download the app. I have a super dope app traveling to consciousness app, and it's available on iTunes and Google play store. It's cool. It's pretty dope. I'm going to be reworking it and changing some things recently, but you can get all things traveling to consciousness on that app. So go check it out. First question from Trevor Coep, Cope, Trevor Cope, maybe I apologize. It's always interesting with IG because the names can sometimes be weird. Hopefully that's your last name. And I didn't mean to call your last name weird, but <laughs> I just, excuse me, Trevor Cope. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It says, what are your thoughts on psilocybin being decriminalized in Colorado? Well, this is something that I've always found interesting, which is the idea of quote unquote decriminalizing versus actually just legalizing my mindset. And this was kind of shaped around, what was it shaped around? Oh, weed. Whenever weed was becoming legalized in all these different states, was that it seemed to me like the process was is it became decriminalized and then it became legalized. So for those who don't know, when something becomes decriminalized, you can still get a ticket for it. You just don't go to jail. So it's essentially if you get caught with mushrooms, it's like a parking ticket. Now, I don't know exactly what the law is in Colorado for how much and all of that stuff. So with that being said, please take that as you will. I don't know exactly what the parameters are on it in that regard. But my thoughts on decriminalization, I love it for the fact that it is a, a step in the right direction. It's a step towards the legalization where I find it comes up short is the fact that we can't actually research it more. They're still not going to have crazy. They probably still have to go through FDA and a lot of different loopholes to get it actually legal. Also, you don't have a controlled environment in which you can understand 
sorry, I lost my train of thought, where you can understand how much psilocybin is in each of these mushrooms. It's kind of like the same thing with weed. Like weed has gotten super fucking strong in the last X years. And for to not know how much THC, the active ingredient, uh, tetra, am I going to remember this? Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. The point is though, is that we want to know how much THC, how much psilocybin are in these active compounds. So we know how much we're taking in That's my one little notch against decriminalization. But if it is for the greater good of society, if it's for it becoming legal in the future, then I guess it is what it is. And I'm cool with it in those regards. So thanks for the question, Trevor. I appreciate it. For those of you listening, I am scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, I see a lot of people join. Are there any other questions? Please drop any questions. I see some claps, some hearts. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for dropping those. Oh, this is a good question. Uh, combo. Have you personally done DMT? I have not done. So I have bought and purchased a little small DMT cartridge that I smoked a couple times, but it wasn't enough to break through is what they say. There's like a glass ceiling effect that you can break through when you smoke it. I did not experience that. I don't really have an interest in doing that again, but maybe one day I will. I don't know. What I have done is ayahuasca, which again, the active compound that gets produced in ayahuasca is DMT. So I have done two sessions of ayahuasca. Those were very fascinating. If you are interested in knowing about my ayahuasca experience, check out the podcast because episode number 45, I break it down where the first section is me telling you what I experienced in the very first session. Then I do my hour and a half coaching call and then I do the session again, which is my second session. I tell you what happened. And then we do the coaching call again. Longest podcast today. And if you are feeling called to listen to that podcast, then there is something in it for you. It is crazy. Let me reemphasize this. It is crazy how many people have listened to that and taken away information that is just mind-blowing to them because it it resonates. It resonates so much at a deep level with so many people. So go check that out if it's calling to you. I believe it's episode 45 or 44. Shit. Should I look that up right now? Should I look that up right now? I can't believe I I hesitated. I usually know. I usually know whenever who is on what episode. I do know who is on what episode. And for some reason, 45. I got that right. Why was I guessing myself? Uh, Sorry, guys. When you get up to over 50 podcasts, it gets a little hairy. But yeah, good question. Another good question comes from CISXO.T. He says, or she, or they, whatever you identify with, should you try shrooms alone? Uh, number one, I am not a doctor, so please take anything and everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I can only speak to my own experiences. What I would say is that the setting and environment in which you take it in is very important. So whoever you, if you choose to take it with someone, make sure you trust them fully. If you're in a situation where maybe you don't trust anybody, maybe you feel like you're alone. What I would recommend, again, not a doctor advice, not professional advice, would be to start off small and work your way up. 
I know there's a lot of people and honestly myself in the past would say, fuck it, just go for it all, throw it all down, do a macro dose, go trip out in the woods. That's an option. I I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want you make sure you're going to be comfortable with whatever it is that you are doing. If it's the first time that you've ever taken shrooms, probably, probably should start small and then work your way up. See how it feels, see how it feels in your body so that you don't kind of get scared after the fact or that it pushes you away from it. You know, I would also add that having someone with you is a good thing. I, I, I don't know. The very first time I did it was with a group of friends who all did it together. We were in a safe environment. It was very cool. Everyone was chill. So I don't know. I, I think people get too worried about having a bad trip in air quotes. And my belief is, is that there's no such thing as a bad trip. There's only the trip that's supposed to happen, which I know is controversial, but unless you've taken shrooms before, <laughs> If you've taken shrooms before, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. So take it with a grain of salt. Definitely cover up all the mirrors in your house because this weird thing happens where mirrors are kind of like a portal and it will fuck with you mentally if you just start looking at one while you're tripping on shrooms. So definitely, definitely, definitely cover all the mirrors in your house uh, if you're going to do them alone or at all. So should you? I don't know. I don't know if you should or shouldn't. Should's a weird word. You definitely can. Just be aware, you know yourself better than I do. So again, everything I just said, take it with a grain of salt. If it vibed with you, it did. If not, and not. All right, cool, cool, cool. What's up, people? What is my take on microdosing? Sway, Swayze XX. Swayze XS. Swayze XX. What is your take on microdose? I think it's beneficial. I used to do it for... Uh, couple months where I'd actually grounded up the mushrooms, put them in little capsules and then took like between 0.2 and 0.5 grams, excuse me, 0.2 and 0.5 grams, uh, for a couple weeks, I think I do it for a week or like a month or something, but you got to make sure you cycle it. So it's like, do it one day, take a day off and then take two days off. It's this interesting thing, but yeah, I, I've done it before. I notice some profound effects. I've played volleyball on it and like it was weird because I was like seeing the plays before they happened. So there is this very interesting, calming, energetic, synergetic dynamic that occurs whenever you do microdose. I, I would say check it out, especially and then this kind of goes up to the other person's question is that if, the, if you've never done it before, start with a microdose, yeah. see what it feels like and then slowly work your way up if that feels right to you. Cool. We got some do Bofu questions in the chat. I see a, a question over here. Thoughts on astral projections and have you ever done it? Ooh, that is a good question. Was that Lowry Nick? I see a Lowry Nick. Lowry Nick 44. Thoughts on astral projections. Have you ever experienced it? So it depends on what you mean by astral projection. I had a really interesting conversation. Two very interesting conversations. The first one was episode 49 with a guy by the name of Vincent Field, who is an astral projector. It's like his thing. He just does that. And then the other person that I had an interesting conversation with was Holly Emerson on episode 53. Damn it, guys. I swear. I swear. I know. 
Why am I guessing myself? I just got to go with it. It's 53, right? 52. Shit. Shit. I knew it. And 52. And she's a dream oracle. And where it gets interesting is that she articulated that she believes astral projecting is just you taking your astral essence and projecting. So if you've ever dreamed in her belief system, you are astral projecting. Now, in my personal belief, and I think the majority of people when they talk about astral projecting is actually being transposed onto this time-space reality, this plane, this physical plane of existence, but in the astral realm. I believe that I have astral projected. However, it was accidental and it was in a dream. So I was having a dream, astral projected in the dream, and then I got back into my body in that dream and then woke up, which was a really, really trippy experience in general. But the point was, the point was, is what was the point? Was there a point? Does there have to be a point? The point is, I guess I've done it. I haven't consciously done it. The way that I've been working with my dreams has been a little bit different recently. I've been asking questions and then letting the dream world show me the answer. So I haven't really put any effort into astral projecting. Maybe in the future, I will do more effort. But Lowry, if that's something that you're a lot more interested in, I highly recommend first episode 49 and then 52 on the podcast. But great question. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the ask. All right. Do we have any more? Uh, young link. I want to say thank you. I don't even know it. You don't even... Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you, young link. For those just listening to the podcast, he was very gracious about the things he, things I've posted and everything about consciousness. So awesome. I'm super, super honored that you're here. I'm super honored that you found me. I'm super glad that you, it resonated with you. The afterlife is a crazy thing. And I can give you some book recommendations if you want to go deeper. I love talking about it. I think it's very fascinating. So thank you. I'm I'm grateful. That means a lot to me. It really does. Uh, Caver, environment is key. Positive places. I'm going to assume you're talking about the shrooms. So yes, I 100% agree. Not sure though. I started thinking about passing and was diagnosed with anxiety. Now his post genuinely helped me so much though, man. <sighs> Thanks young. I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. So glad I could help you and anxiety is a bitch. I know. So I'm, I'm very glad that I was able to help you in some way, shape or form. And I'm super grateful that you told me because I would have had no idea otherwise. And so I'll testament to you to keep, I'll keep making these videos. I'm super grateful that you're receiving them in kind hearts. Let me know if you want those book recommendations. I can send them your way. Nom, what's up? Hi. We got another question here. Bum, bum, bum. Grumpy kid, zero eight seven. Hold on guys. Oh, give me a sec. Getting a little emotional from young over there. Oh, young, you're welcome. Thank you, ma'am. Means a lot. So cool. Whew. Jeez. I got to finish this podcast, young. 
Uh, all right. Oh. Damn. That's cool. That's really cool. Sweet. Yeah. I'll make some more afterlife videos because those are very, I think that it can help a lot of people too. Because a lot of our fear, I think, comes from, well, maybe not everybody. A lot of people's fear, it's like the, the dying thing. And I think a lot of us get trapped in in this present physical world and we don't know what happens. So some people don't know what happens whenever we die. And I think that there's a lot of evidence for what does happen whenever we die. So I will make some more videos to help ease you or to help remind you. And hopefully it'll help somebody else. So thank you. I appreciate the feedback again. Whew. All right, Grumpy Kid 087. Let me adjust my posture a little bit so I can oh, so I can get ready for the next question. Shake myself out a little. All right, Grumpy Kid 087. How did you tap into on your subconscious to help with you with plan for your life goals? That's a good question, Grumpy Kid. Uh, the way that you can access your subconscious is A, through a very deep meditation, which click the link in my bio if you want to sign up for my 999 meditation challenge, which starts on Monday. And I will show you some tricks there. It it really it really takes altering your brainwave frequency or your brainwave pattern. So whenever you're meditating, if you can get to a deep spot in meditation, which I can achieve pretty quickly, humbly, as humbly as I can say. I can get there pretty quickly from training and doing this for six years. I've been meditating before and after I wake up, well, before and after bed for six years now, which is crazy to think about. But over time, doing it a little bit longer, doing it a little bit deeper, you can feel where your brainwave pattern actually lies or where it is. And it's about awareness. So if you're not sure what this feels like, which you might not, right before you go to bed. And I believe Neville Goddard talks about this a lot, which is right before you go to bed and you're going to sleep. That's when your brain waves are starting to lower themselves down into the, oh gosh, I haven't looked at this in a while. They lower them down into a certain brave wave pattern or frequency. I forget which one they are. Let me take a water, sip of water real quick. I think it's theta. I can't believe I haven't looked at this in a while, but I believe it's theta. If you look at a graph, your brainwaves are normally in alpha state. When you get hyper adrenalized and you're in like a fight or flight mode, they go to beta. But then we want to get them down into like gamma and theta and delta. And in those brainwaves, you're actually in, you're, you're creating subconscious belief systems. So interesting fact is that kids between the ages of three and six, and it might even go higher or before seven, at least are highly in a theta brainwave state. So their brainwaves are basically just subconsciously being programmed the entire time. So, and these are things that you might not even remember because a lot of our memory doesn't start until our prefrontal cortex kicks in. And that's whenever we're actually in a higher brainwave state. So the whole point of tapping into your subconscious is to lower your brainwave frequency. However, that happens. I do apologize for my dog barking. I'm going to mute the mic. See how easy that works. That's crazy. She knows she knows that I'm recording and she just has to be annoying about it. So, um, help you plan your life goals. 
just think about your, so what I would suggest is as you're falling asleep or even as you wake up, visualize them, visualize your life goals, whatever those are, visualize that you have them, feel that you have them. And so what's going to happen is you increase your feeling, you increase your emotion and then where your, what's it called? You increase your emotion and energy and feeling, and then you marry that with your thought and your mind as it's dropping into a lower brainwave pattern and bam. That's essentially the idea. Of course, it takes some repetitions because you're not going to be perfect at it. Nobody is. But over time, you will become better and better at it. So that's how you essentially tap into your subconscious to access your life goals. All right. Do we have any more questions? I'm going to kind of scan through this quickly. I see there's a little bit going on in the chat. This is live. Hi, 76 Vinny. What's up? This is live. If you have any questions, don't stop or your contact can help a lot. You're for sure, dude. I got you. I'm in this for the long haul. You guys are lucky. You're early to the show, especially if you're listening to the podcast. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, the connection is bad. The Starbucks in between again. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this again. This happens every week. Grumpy kid. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome, man. Yeah, I can give you. Let me think about this. I'll dedicate a future catch up with Clayton episode to it fully, but we are out of questions. So thank you guys for tuning in. And if you were listening to this transmission on the podcast, thank you again, go check out the meditation challenge in the link below. And with that being said, I will see you all in the sixth dimension.